When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gonna try things a little bit different tonight. First of all, Michael and I started the recording right on time, which is not really us. How y'all doing? Welcome to the Dear Passage Podcast with Ray Route. I'm Ray Route. It's my show. Hey! Check out DeanBlundell.com. I'm doing writing and scripting and all that stuff over there. You can find the podcast, all that kind of fun stuff. I'm in New Digs. I don't know if you guys can see it or not. New office space. The man cave, if you will. Uh, check out my website, rayroute.com. Got uh, some big plans over there. Exciting stuff coming. Exciting stuff coming to uh, here, too, the podcast. As I said, different stuff tonight. Experimenting with something. Trying to prove we can do something. Uh, make sure you uh, download the Halftime app. Look up Ray Route. And make sure you go find out, find my Patriots content. I'm a Patriots reporter for Newsbreak. Go over to Newsbreak. Download the Newsbreak app. Go to newsbreak.com, whatever you want. Search up Ray Route. Find my New England Patriots uh videos over there and with that being said let's bring in producer mike producer mike how are you good what's going on well you know it's monday night i'm in my brand new office i got the blue jay game on the big screen right in front of me nice it's a good day in the route household how are you sir doing good doing good for a monday feeling good sun's out today you know starting to get you know, some of those longer hours in, you come home from work and it's not dark out. So feeling good, feeling good. It's really that amazing time of the year that it's it's not dark when you leave in the morning and it's not dark when you come home. It's right. very different than like a month ago. A month ago, it was already different. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, do, it does wonders. Like, I don't know, for, for me, for my mood, you know, coming home with uh, uh, from work with some light hours makes you feel great. And you're always in a miserable mood as it is. So yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, if you know me, I'm fucking miserable all the time. Oh, watch the fucking language, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm just you know, it's part of being miserable all the time. It is. So, Mikey, we're gonna do things a little bit different tonight. All right. Gonna gonna look at some uh, f- upcoming fantasy football. Yep. Maybe some future betting, that kind of thing. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with why I don't think Christian McCaffrey should be picked in the first two rounds? Do you want to start with uh, the Jets season? Do you want to start with Tom Brady being the favorite for the most passing yards this year? Where do you want to go with this first? Let's start with C-Mac because I I know you have a good perspective on this since you uh, (laughs) stole him in the first two rounds last year. Let's talk about uh, my experience with Christian McCaffrey. So. We had our first ever Patreon football pool last season. We did a randomized draw to who gets the pick first. And that randomized draw chose me. 
both did. Michael and Ross accused me of rigging the picks, which was just, it was irritating beyond belief for me because I would have put Connor and I number one and number two. Connor was like number eight in the pool. Yet you guys continuously said, but you know what? I got fucked anyways. So who cares? Plus, because I, I, I was kidding with you. I think we made about 18 trades that night. So we, we traded a lot of draft picks around. And I wish I would have traded you the first overall and I would have let you take Christian McCaffrey because talk about getting fucked in the ass. Uh, thank God when he came back from his first injury, Francisco made a trade with me and took him off my hands. And yes, but sir. I was so excited. I mean, I didn't even think about it. And it's funny no. too because the first two picks in the draft last year were Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Both yep. guys who missed significant portions of <laughs> yeah. the season because of injury. However, I still think Derrick Henry is a top two pick in fantasy because he doesn't have that history of injuries. Neither did Christian McCaffrey before last season. I mean, he came off the injury season the year before. Last, yep. I was like, okay, he's back. He's going to be healthy. And, dude, he was fucking tearing it up at the beginning of the season. I won my first two games of the year because we're in the head-to-head league. I won my first two games of the year because of Christian McCaffrey. And then he got injured. And then he came back, and then he got injured again. And yet, I'm looking at like the top 200 rankings right now. Um, Jamie uh, Elsenberg has him third overall at at the top 200. Dave Richards has him sixth. And Heath Cummings has him fifth. And I just – how can anybody who has a top five pick in fantasy this year – pick Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's got the fucking injury symbol on him. Yeah. Still, how does anybody, how does anybody fucking pick Christian McCaffrey at this point? The only, so assuming he stays with Carolina and there's not some, you know, crazy trade there. Um, you know, Sam Darnold isn't a great quarterback. They have some good weapons, but so I think, I think you're relying on a a shaky passing game and they're probably going to try to hand it off to him still quite a bit would be my guess, but I wouldn't have him any higher than probably six, five, five or six. And even that stretching it for me as far as running backs go. So I don't know. Did you not see that interview with Sam Darnold last week? Yeah. He thinks he's fucking number he, one. He thinks he's a good quarterback. Did you see that? Maybe yeah. he thinks that he's going to go lead, lead the, <laughs> lead the league in passing yards this season. Dude, it's a, it's a sickness in Carolina, right? The quarterbacks there think they're great. You know, Cam Newton thinks he should be uh, starting there. Sam Darnold thinks he should be starting. And oof. Oh, yeah. It, it must be just miserable to be Matt Rule. Like, it has to be. Oh, awful. Awful, awful. I think uh, they're, they're definitely going to go grab a quarterback there, uh, in the draft this year at, the, at their number one overall spot. But uh, – that's but there's a conversation. no uh, that's a conversation for a different day, but I don't even think that there's many good quarterbacks there, which means in theory, Christian McCaffrey should, if healthy, right, should still be the leader of the offense. Let me ask you though, if he does get traded, yep. Is he still the focal point of an offense? Because the only people his teams that have taken him on is a team that A has a quarterback, B believes that they can see. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought McCaffrey would have been a great fit pre giving Von Miller and Stefan Diggs a trillion dollars. I mean, imagine Christian yeah. McCaffrey on Buffalo, but I think his fantasy yeah. points, would, his fantasy wouldn't have been as high as it was in Carolina. No, I mean, and so, yeah. And that's, that's one of the rumors that we heard earlier in the season that, you know, the, 
they were looking to package him for like a first round pick, probably to be more in the Deshaun Watson race and send him off to Buffalo. But I think with the amount of money they've kind of doled out there that, like you said, that kind of makes that out of the realm of possibility at this point. But yeah, as far as fantasy value, him staying with Carolina is actually good for his fantasy value. You're right. He's going to be the focal point of that offense. um, If he stays healthy or until the point where he gets injured is probably a better way to put it. Unfortunately, if he had gone to Buffalo, he wouldn't add great fantasy value. No. And I think too, I mean, he, his fantasy value still, I think would have been top 25 because Josh Allen yeah. would have fed him. He would have been a guy that I think you would have saw Josh Allen check down a little bit more. And I think you would have saw more run plays called where Josh Allen isn't checking out a runs. Cause he checked out. I mean, we had Mario on uh, last week and he was talking about how, Josh Allen was checking out a run plays. He was like, he didn't trust the guys behind him. He was deciding to go with the pass. So I think yep. that, yeah, there's a definite possibility that, it, I mean, no, sorry. I, I think it would go down, but I think there was still a definite possibility that he would definitely still be a valuable pick. But like, I'm looking here at, at Eisenberg who has him third overall and has guys like Dalvin cook again, more injury history, um, Joe Mixon underneath him, even like, I'm not big on bringing in wide receivers in the first round, yeah. but then you got guys like Justin Jefferson, Cooper cup, Jamar chase below him. You've got Travis Kelsey below him. Right. And I know Kelsey kind of fantasy wise took a dip last season. Um, he hasn't been as, I mean, two years ago when I won my pool. So as you know, I was a three time, three time <laughs> fantasy champion in a row, had yes, a tank sir. year last year. I think I came in third in our league. Uh, I went to the playoffs uh, and lost in the, in my pl- first playoff round and came third in the league. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, to Ross who drafted 12, 12 running backs who all <laughs> had the same bye week. But um, two years ago though, when I won it for my last time for my third year in a row, I mean, it was Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Those were the two who won me my league. I mean, everybody else was right. just basically getting injured. But yeah, so I mean, so obviously I have a little bit of a a sore spot with Christian McCaffrey yeah, uh, from a fantasy perspective because he did get injured. And I'm trying to be cautious here because I I hate talking about players from a fantasy perspective and like players always say like i'm not here for your fantasy team yeah and i I do think it's ridiculous when people get mad at players because of fantasy yeah very good insight mike yep that was his his. sorry i thought i thought you were i thought you were still i thought you were still going there i thought i thought i thought you were on on a train there i didn't want to interrupt you I, I, i i agree like listen you can't get you can't get mad at a player because of their fantasy value you know we were talking about this a little bit off air being uh fans of new england you never know if one player is gonna get you know 40 points one week 80 and then the next week they might get zero so Dude, that's why you never, especially from a run. It's funny because in the NFL, from a team building perspective, running backs are a dime a dozen. We say it all the time. Don't invest a lot of money into running backs, right? They're a dime a dozen. Look at the Patriots. They just churn running backs out of the in and out of that system. Never miss a beat. Laguerre Blunt. Then you go to uh, to, to Damian Harris. Then they bring in Ramondre Stevenson. You had Stephen Ridley before that. You went from Shane Vereen to right. James White. Like they just turn them in and out. You never, ever, ever, even in the late rounds, ever do you pick a Patriots running back, even no. if you think they're going to be a run heavy team because they platoon them. And exactly. now with Ty Montgomery there, so you're going to have that four quarterback set or that four quarterback core. 
you never take a Patriots running back ever, ever, ever. No, no. And being a being a Patriots homer, I have a simple rule. You really try to avoid Patriot players at all costs. Like I hate to say it, but like I, you know, I try to not, not to let my fandom get get in the way. I try to almost never take Patriots players. Like I hate to say it, but I avoid them like a like the plague. Okay, so I got a question. Let's get back to Christian McCaffrey here for a sure. Second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have the tenth pick overall. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have the last pick. Now you got back to back picks. Yep. And there's three players available. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, okay, and Jamar Chase. Oh, jeez. Which two of the three are you bringing on? Because we're going to focus in on Jamar Chase a different day, but I think that people are going to overvalue him in fan- like are there from a fantasy perspective, he's going to go top 3, top 4, top 5 in a lot of drafts, and I think I don't I don't like touching wide receivers until the second round. Yeah, I'm well, number one, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. He's one of the highest valued fantasy players, period. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, especially on that team. Adam, excuse me, Adam Thielen's getting older, so he's becoming the number one wide receiver there. Um, I, I would probably still go Jefferson one. I would go McCaffrey two. I, 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 I think you're right. I think the Bengals have a lot of weapons. I think Joe Burrow spreads that that ball out quite a bit and I would still hope that being the number one option on his team quote unquote that if Christian McCaffrey stayed healthy he he'd have a chance to get you quite a few points every week yeah and I agree and I think what you're going to see is a lot of defenses now focusing in on Jamar Chase trying to take him out of the game which he's still like he's still going to get fed he's still going to get his his touches and he's going to be a great NFL player but when it comes to fantasy I think I remember in, I want to say around 2010, what a season to do it. Yeah. I took, or 2011, I took Randy Moss with my the fifth overall pick. Yeah. And oh my God, it was like, it was like, and I was in a, in a league. We were using Yahoo at that time. And that was where your first two picks, you mm. couldn't trade or drop. You were stuck with them. Ugh. And, Randy Moss was an undroppable guy. He sat on my bench the entire year because oh. he just absolutely crapped out. Yeah, I was gonna say those. Yeah, those were the flame out years for Randy Moss. The the one and dones, or he was all over the league at that point, right? Two thousand eleven. Okay, let me throw a really, really interesting one at you. Okay. Yep. You got the ninth overall pick, so you got one pick. Okay. And you have to take a running back. Yikes. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. So two injury prone people. Yep. And Alvin Kamara. Because we have no because they still have him ranked sixth. Those oh. are the three left. You have to take a running back. Those are the three running backs of choice left on the board. You have to pick one of those three for the season. And I'm going to throw this on there. Undroppable. who are you taking oh that's so hard that's so hard because Um, dalvin cook to me could be the best running back in the nfl but he can't play more than three consecutive games before picking up a fucking injury yeah that's tough i would like listen we don't know like i would pick alvin kamara all day long but I, we don't know what his situation is right now so if you can't drop him that could be a an anchor 
all all season long. I'd have to go Christian McCaffrey because you get most of the benefits as you would with Alvin Kamara. And yes, he's injury prone, but again, there there's a dark cloud hanging over Alvin Kamara right now. You don't know know if he's going to play because of what's going on with him. So you have to take the 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 chance there that Christian McCaffrey might not get injured, you know. And and this is the this is the shit part of fantasy again. And I, I say this all the time, building an NFL team and building a fantasy team are can, two completely different fucking things. Right. Uh, because if I'm picking a, okay, let's say JJ or um, Jonathan Taylor, I apologize, Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry are not available for me to build a football team. Yes. I might be looking at like, honest to God, like a Nick Chubb to be my power back. Or I might yep. be looking at a Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris to be my power back, uh, a Joe Mixon. Yep. However, when I'm looking at fantasy, now you're starting to look at Austin Eckler. Right. Because I don't look at Austin Eckler as this franchise running back that you need to have on your team. However, from a fantasy perspective, he's fucking phenomenal. Right. Yeah. And this is one of the things about Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. They're just as big rec- of a receiving threat as they are a running threat. Right. So that's what you have to factor in is Christian McCaffrey is just as good to get a receiving touchdown at 30 yards out or more sometimes even as he is to, you know, run for 40 yards and potentially get a touchdown. So. All right. So here's the big thing. I'm going to read to you the top 15 players in the draft or in the top 15 ranked players. And we'll just go by Eisenberg's because they're all kind of the same, but we'll just go by that. Okay. Okay, sounds good. And I want you to tell me if all the players on the board, if Christian McCaffrey would be one of your picks. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, number one. Derrick Henry, number two. Okay. McCaffrey, number three. Austin Eckler, four. Dalvin Cook, five. Alvin Kamara, six. Najee Harris at number seven. Joe Mixon at eight. Cooper Cup at nine. Justin Jefferson at 10, Jamar Chase at 11, Travis Kelsey at 12, Nick Chubb at 13, um, sorry, Javante Williams at 14, Okay, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Swift, DeAndre Swift at 15, okay? Yep. Those uh, bottom I'm... fives, Chase, Kelsey, Chubb, Williams, Swift. Yeah. Are you putting any of them in there and knocking McCaffrey out of that top 10 from a fantasy perspective? I would probably put Kelsey in there, honestly. I know he's getting old and he's falling off, but without uh, Tyree Kill, that's probably one of key. That's going to be, you know, even more so. Mahomes is big out. So, yeah, I, and you know me. So, guys, I'm big on the tight ends. Like, I like, I, I, I like to steal tight ends early and I get, you know, I would say below average running backs, hoping they're going to produce, you know, air quotes, below average fantasy running backs anyway. So, yeah, I would definitely put Travis Kelsey up there before Christian McCaffrey at this point. All right. That's it for Christian McCaffrey. Tomorrow we'll uh, we'll look at a couple other players. I want to look at Debo Samuel because uh, Debo, how great of a fantasy player is he? Because I, I he's great. He's a great yeah. player. But again, to me, He's way more of a he's way more of a team player than he is your fantasy player. 
uh, and he's not ranked in the top 15. So uh, we will we'll discuss that. And again, I think the way Jamar Chase is going to be overvalued, I think Debo Samuel is going to be completely overvalued. And I'm going to try to convince people, if you're in a top five pick, not to take Debo Samuel as as tempting as it's going to be. But we'll get into that discussion tomorrow. Let's get on yeah. to uh, some future bets in the NFL, shall we? Sure. Let's. Do you want to talk about Brady or do you want to talk about the Jets? I know two subjects uh, you don't want to talk about at all, but <laughs> let's do, let's do the Jets first because that'll be more painful. So we'll, we'll get that out of the way, right? Okay. So let's. We're going to look at regular season wins. First of okay. all, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and I'll explain in a second. For those of you who are just getting into gambling for the first time, unless you are a die-hard New York Jets fan and you like to throw money away. Do not bet on any of this. So the over-under is five and a half, which is tough. And we'll go through yeah. their schedule in a second here. Yeah. The pay the odds are minus 115 for the over, minus 105 for the under. So obviously uh, Vegas or, or DraftKings Sportsbook, which we're using, is favoriting them to win over five and a half games. However, when I look at the over and the under, I gotta pay a hundred and I gotta pay $105 to win a hundred if I want to go under. I got to pay 115 oh, to win 100 gosh. to go over. I'm not touching this. I hate those odds. It's not a, like oh. it's not a ton of juice or a ton of money. Juice means like money. It's yep. not a ton of juice to put on it, but fuck, man. Like, because first of all, it's unpredictable. Five and a half is the worst fucking number that they could have put because they could win six or they could win five. So why don't we start by going through their schedule, shall we? Yeah, I'm pulling it up here now myself. So Okay, so I got it. So let's start. So here's what we're going to do. Here's how we'll do it. Since we're going to do it from a gambling perspective, yep. anything that we think is a 50-50, let's give it to the Jets. Okay, okay? that's fair. Yep. Cleveland Browns, Michael. <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is all going to depend on when. Yeah, is Deshaun Watson the quarterback? Is he not the quarterback? Um, do they re-sign Jarvis Landry? Do they draft a, a, a quarterback in the draft, like or a running back in the draft, or a, a wide receiver in the draft? Yeah, um, it's in Cleveland. I have to give it to the Browns. Yeah, I'd I'd give this to the Browns all day long. Like let's let's uh, let's assume that even Deshaun Watson doesn't play, and maybe either Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum play. I think Case Keenum behind that offensive line is more than capable of uh, beating the Jets as they stand right now. And then they'll travel travel to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Yikes. Um... I know, I know the Packers are a little bit light at right, wide receiver right now. I assume they're going to get one in the draft or make a great effort to get one in the draft. That'll work for them. They still have some tight ends. They still have Cobb. Their defense is okay. They have a good running game. I'll give them the win over the Jets again all day long. And I'll, I'll pick up what Mike didn't even mention. They still... They still have Aaron Rodgers, one of oh, the yeah, best they're... fucking one of the best fucking quarterbacks in the NFL that I think can beat the Jets by himself. Let alone, I'm gonna, I'm not even just gonna go on a, on a limb and say that they're gonna beat them. Uh, I think that the Packers could just kick the living shit out of the Jets. I know the Jets are getting better, but it's not this year. This isn't the year that they're not gonna make the Patriots leap like the Patriots made from last year to this year. Uh, Zach Wilson could look better. That defense could be improved. Their offensive line is still bullshit. They're not going to be able to fix it enough in the draft. Uh, I like some of the players that they have, but they lost Jamison Crowder this year. He signed with Buffalo. Uh, no, I got I to gotta go with the packs. 
I, I gotta go with the yeah. Packers. I think they're yeah. gonna kill them. Yeah. So right now, right now, zero and two. Here's a tough one: the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Tyreek Hill loss. Jalen Waddle to a Tango Viola, a defense that's no joke. Loss. Dude, I still think that Miami is the second best team in the AFC East, so I, I could see that as a clean sweep for them. Yeah. You, let's say they let's say they don't even get Tyree Kill involved that early in the year, and I think they will. You still have Jalen Waddle. You still have two really good tight ends. They brought in some running backs. Yeah, I, I yeah yeah Miami's gonna win this. They should. How about the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis? That's a tough game because, honest to God, on paper, fucking Minnesota should be so good. Like I said, that that could be one of my creeper teams to yeah. fucking win the NFC this year just yeah. because of how i mean outside of the rams and the bucks who's in maybe san francisco depending on their quarterback situation who's really going to pressure i think that they could be green bay in the division i really do yeah i think listen the vikings always have these weird circumstances their team and i'm not going to blame kirk cousins but the team always seems to fall fall flat if i'm gonna give them a win i'll get if, if they play the vikings early in the year maybe the jets will be able to find a win so let's say if they play them early i'll give them a win here maybe all right they're gonna travel to east rutherford or sorry the buffalo bills are gonna travel to east rutherford new jersey the metlife stadium and josh allen's gonna have a fucking field day vaughn yes, miller's sir. gonna have a field day Zach Wilson's going to be running for his fucking life, and they're yep. going to get their fifth loss of the season, right? Yeah, yeah, no question. Buffalo, I think easily could put up 50 points on, on them in both games this year. No problem. <laughs> I mean, we did last year. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And oh my God, the Buffalo's going to be so fucking good this year. Yes, yes, like, yes, they are. So fucking good. All right. Then they got to go to Foxborough and beat the, or play the Patriots. I don't see a split. I see another clean sweep for New England. Yep. At some point, we will say the Jets will win. So we're saying a clean sweep with Miami and New England, right? Yep. Okay, so we're at eight losses, no wins at this point. Fuck. (laughs) And they're minus five. They're over under is five and a half. The Baltimore Ravens in New York. You have to assume Lamar Jackson is not going to go through the injury issues that he went through last season. You just have to make that assumption. No, I, and this is another one. I think the I think the Ravens are going to get better in the draft. I think people are going to remember how good they are because Lamar is going to be healthy. I think some of the criticism from last year is definitely backloaded. So, yeah, this is another loss. And dude, I saw Mina Kimes talking about it today. Yep. And she's like, can we remember that they played most of the season? Well, a, a chunk of the season without Lamar Jackson. Yes. And they were a game away from making the postseason. Like they were a game away from making the playoffs. That's how yep. good this team was running around with their backup quarterback, who, by the way, looked like a little clone of Lamar. He was just like oh, a little yeah. bit of a lesser version. Yeah. And Tyler I think that Huntley's he could, legit. Yeah. I, I think Huntley could be a starter somewhere. Yeah, he could. That's why they put the. I think they put a first round tender on him, so no one can. They did, and that's why I don't understand why Indianapolis makes a trade for Matt Ryan when Huntley's available. I don't know, man. All right, so they're gonna lose to Miami, or they're gonna lose to the to the the Ravens. Yep. (laughs) Fuck, their schedule sucks. Now this obviously isn't in order. We don't know what the the schedule is yet, but these are some teams that got to play. Then, then they got the Cincinnati Bengals, dude. 
Yeah, that's another one. Like, listen, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to get to Joe Burrow this year. That offensive line, that offensive line got legit overnight. And I still think they're going to take a lineman in the draft. I still think they're going to beef it up. And that defense is still going to be legit. And I think they're going to beef it up. And everything they need, edge rusher, cornerback, offensive lineman, that's the top three positions in the draft. And I fucking wouldn't be surprised if they brought in another wide receiver because why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is another. I I don't think the Jets stand a chance. Okay. So for New York Jets fans, my – Twitter is at DPN underscore Ray <laughs> producer. Mike's is at producer underscore MN please here, but we have now done 10 teams, the Cleveland Browns, the green Bay Packers, the Miami dolphins, the Minnesota Vikings, the new England Patriots, the Buffalo bills, the Miami dolphins, the new England Patriots, the Baltimore Raven and the Cincinnati Bengals. We have gone through 10 games on the, <laughs> on the Jets schedule and we have the Jets losing 10. They are oh. 0 for 10 according to our schedule with an over under of five and a half. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, I think betting the under would be the best bet if you wanted to bet on this, but let's take <laughs> yeah. it. Let's, let's go for it again. Then they got the Chicago Bears. I will give them a win here. Chicago again, I think, is a mess. And this wasn't even a 50-50 to me. No, this was the Jets winning. Now, listen, this is us trying to make an educated bet. Can they beat the Patriots? Can they beat the Dolphins? Can they beat the Bills? Yeah, any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. We saw it. We saw Jacksonville beat Buffalo 7-6. That type of shit happens. But when we're trying to make realistic picks here, yeah, they're 1-10 right now. Get over it, Grand Green. You're not a good team. You will be one day. But if people are going to put their hard-earned money on you, then you buy it. yeah, <laughs> no, no, be taking the l- under. L- listen, we're not trying to be homers either. Like I'll I'll, I'll shout out the Jets fan, fans for a minute. I know you guys have a have a good defensive line. I know you guys have a lot of draft picks, and I know you have a decent quarterback with a weapon out there. This could this could change. You know, if Robert Sala gets some things together, and you, you know, there's some good draft picks in there. It's again, we're making an educated guess off of what we saw last year. Basically. It would be really interesting too if we maybe I'll write a blog about this and our prediction of how many wins the Jets are gonna win or games the Jets are gonna win. And then like we go, we come back to this like in February or January of next year and be like, how right and how wrong we because we're gonna go through this for every team before the season starts. Yeah, I mean that'd be really cool, honestly. Because we were we were super wrong about some of our schedule last year too. Well, shit. Patriots winning eight games. I had one in six. When they were when they were eight and four or eight and five, whatever their their record was, when they went on that like six in a row streak, I'm like, technically, I'm still right. Yeah. <laughs> Until they win another game, yeah, you had them winning four. You were so <laughs> fucking negative. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Again, miserable bastard. All right, here's another game, and I'm gonna give this as a fifty fifty and give it to the Jets. However, this is a team. When I talked about the team that could surprise everybody this year, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at this right now. This is another team where, again, I'll give the 50-50 the, to the Jets, like you said. I think the Jets are a better team because I think they're a year ahead of where Detroit is, but I think Detroit may be on a better pace than some people think. I think the um, only problem that the Lions have is that they're stuck with that Jared Goff contract, so you're building with yeah. a quarterback. And uh, Mike, let me talk to you for a sec. Sure, sure. That's an intimate conversation. Nobody listen. All right, all right. All right. Sounds good. Let's listen. Let's listen. I don't think that Jared Goff is that bad. No, I don't think you you get to the Super Bowl or the playoffs and are no, awful. I, 
I don't think he's great. I don't think that he's, you know, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. However, I don't think, and I know this is going to sound crazy after what just happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's that below Matthew Stafford. No, I really don't. No, he's not that that team. Yeah. He is not that below Matthew Stafford. Um, Matthew Stafford's better. As you know, I believe he's overrated. I know that pisses people off when I say that. I think that people way overvalue him. Mm. However, I don't know why people hate on Jared Goff so much. No, and this is one of the things where I think we could use the hypothetical that we always use. You put him in an organization like New England with some stability and good coaching, I think he would be just fine. Fucking hyperbolic media just bashing Jared Goff all the time. All right, so they are 10-2 and two right now. Yep. And then they got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky ready to bring the – what if Pittsburgh won the – dude, they could oh be one of my, my – gosh. If I was going to put a little tiny bet on a team to win the Super Bowl, like a real underdog preseason, yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh could be that team. With that defense, if they can bring in another receiver because they lost Juju to sort of complement, like imagine like a Chris Olave yeah Could you so, ima- and they fucking develop wide receivers like fucking belichick develops offensive linemen man yeah it's so i don't even think they necessarily need a uh you know a wide receiver in the first round like you said the way they develop people um listen this defense is probably the best in the league i and and i'm and i'm not forgetting that the bills and the rams are out there i just think i think they struggle because the offense has been so bad that they haven't had the time to rest, get off the field, and kind of regroup, recoup, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's going to be what carries this team. M- Mitch Trubisky is a great compliment. I don't think the Jets win here. I think that defense is going to be com- oppressive. I think they maybe even add a piece to it. They beefed up the offensive line. They kind of fixed it. They need to add a little more to it, but I think Najee Harris isn't going to necessarily be, you know, running 200 times, you know, for three yards a clip. I think you may see, be, uh, you may see some big holes there for him to actually get chunks and get more touchdowns. Well, and you and I had a lot of discussion around this, and we we both liked the Mitchell Trubisky yeah. move to Pittsburgh. Uh, he's not going to be worse than Ben Roethlisberger, and I think that's no. the big thing. Like People are like, oh, well, it's Trubisky, blah, blah. I'm like, no, listen, Ben Roethlisberger – of 2022 was not Ben Roethlisberger of what 2018 when he had like almost 5,000 yards and looked like this great quarterback. Yeah. He was on the the he was on the back end of the, of the 18. Uh, yeah. He was playing a playoff hole somewhere. He shouldn't even been there. I mean, I'm just ha- I mean, for him, I'm happy that he got to get to the playoffs. That is, you know, the the team rallied around him. Uh, he got his two seconds of 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 love when he retired before Tom Brady completely overshadowed him and retired for 40 days. And I'm still convinced that Brady did it just to fuck Roethlisberger, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like they got him there, but Mitchell Trubisky is going to be Ben Roethlisberger at worst, yeah. at worst. So he's probably going to get, he's going to be more than likely probable. It's probable Mike that he's going to be better than Ben was. Yeah. I mean, listen, Again, perfect analogy for New England Patriots fans. Like when Cam Newton here was here, we were like, oh, if he can just be, you know, 2015 Cam Newton or whatever, Cam Newton, and he wasn't, 
you know, we got some aged, decrepit, bad version of Cam Newton. That's what Ben was at the end. And I'm not did afraid Ben Roethlisberger, or sorry, did Cam Newton play for the Patriots? Somewhere in there between Mac Jones and the other guy. Oh, was that that season, that, that COVID season that doesn't count? That 2020 yeah, no, year? That doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. We were, yeah. On a, we were on a break. Cam Newton wants to, uh, wants to, has two pieces of criteria to start for a team. They A, oh. have to be a Super Bowl competitor, and B, uh, he needs a legitimate chance to start. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think one cancels out the other there. Like, let's be honest. Oh, man. My my fucking I can't anyway, I can't even with him. Let's just move past the camera. All right, so Jets fans, we have four games left on the docket. One of them is the Buffalo Bills. We've already called a sweep there, so that's a loss. So we have three games left on the docket, and at the moment, Michael and I have you. <laughs> you <laughs> two and 12 so the very best record you could have this season is five so clearly you and i are betting the under if we're yes. gonna bet you ain't getting a five because the next game is at mile high stadium in denver colorado against those broncos and no. that defense that offense that everything is gonna smash the jets absolutely no chance all right michael two games left Tough games, tough games. Oh, These ones, I'm gonna we're, we're, because we've already, we're already taken the under. We're not gonna give them the fifty fifty. We're gonna actually pick who we think is gonna win. Here's the first game okay. in at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. The New Jersey Nets. And that's right, I said New Jersey, not the Nets. New Jersey Jets. The Nets are the basketball team. Yes, I was gonna they, say they're in the playoff round of the NBA playoffs, play on play in tournament. But I'm bum. They're hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have overpaid for Christian Kirk, yes. overpaid for a bunch of other players, have the quarterback that people think are going to be is going to be the next, well, believe it or not, John Elway. So you know what I mean? Um it's in it's in New York, it's in New Jersey. Who wins that game? I'm actually gonna lean towards the Jets, to be honest with you. I'll lean towards the Jets on this one. I know people have high hopes for Trevor Lawrence this year and what they're building that building there. But I think again, I'll use the same thing I said with Detroit earlier. I think they're one year ahead of where Jacksonville is. So again, just to kind of use some math to be fair there, I'll give it to the Jets. In the final game of the season in rainy Seattle, Washington, not Washington, DC. The state of Washington, right near Vancouver, Canada, Michael. Canadians yes, can go and watch the game. Yes, Canada. Can. Yay! Seattle. Yay. Seattle sucks. <laughs> the Jets suck. They should just black this game out. Like, who's going to sit down? <laughs> this is going to be one of those games where, like, on red zone, we're going to see, like, the kickoff. Yeah. And, like, the kickoff from halftime. And there's going to be no other highlights no. of it. Like, I remember one year when the uh, 2020 when the patriots sucked like the last three games i was just oh. watch i was just watching red zone like i wasn't watching just the patriots games and they yeah. like never got the new, the new england game ever no of course not cuz there were no highlights <laughs> uh i'm going i'm going with the jets on this one man yeah i i think unless seattle at number nine goes for a reach and gets like a Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett just balls out or maybe like a Malik Willis. I really don't see a lot happening here. I don't think who do you think is going to go first. I think Malik Willis is going to go before Pickett. I, 
I think Kenny Pickett should go first. I think the stupid hand size thing is dumb, but I think the weak Willis <laughs> will go. Well, his hands grew though, didn't he? See yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, you gotta do some stretching, guys. Come on. Yeah, stretch out those hands, stretch out those hands. Um, is Willis just getting the hype? Is it the hype around like the Trey Lance hype? Like I think so. You know, you see his pro day, he got a lot of highlights. He he did make some good throws. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but you know, I think this quarterback class, and I know we're getting a little off the rails here, but I think this quarterback class is starting to get a little respect, and we could see some quarterbacks drafted higher than we originally thought. What if Seattle signed? Hear me out. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready for this. I, I, I know. I definitely know the viewers aren't ready for this. Ready for a brand new beat. Colin Kaepernick. Oh man. I know that they've already said no, but like let's say they turn around and go like shit, maybe we gotta go with them. I mean I I don't know. I think he's been out Mike of is so scared right now because he knows he's gonna get torched no matter which direction he goes. <laughs> yeah, I put I, him in a lose lose situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go the safe route and just say, listen, I think he's been out of football so long at this point. I I I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It would be a fun storyline, but I, I don't see it. All right. So we've got the Jets going <laughs> four and 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, at DPN underscore Ray, at producer underscore MN. Jets fans, again, Green, you can throw our hate over there. Yeah. Uh, so we would clearly be taking the under, which is minus 105. However, I'm going to tell you as a gambler, I hate those odds. Um, to put down 105, minus 105 on the under just yeah i don't like it no. i don't i don't like it at all i i'm not touching it i mean there's other ones like listen when you're betting the over under on wins no matter what team you're looking at those are the kind of odds that you're going to get a lot of them are going to be that one minus 115 minus 105 something maybe whatever but with the jets i mean it could swing we have them at 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 four and 13, they could very well end up at like six and 11. And then you don't get the under It's just, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the odds. I don't like the number. I don't like anything about it. I'm not, I'm not touching that game of the 10 football. No, I think there, I think, and again, I'll bring this back to a, fo a football, not just a betting perspective. Like, listen, the jets are a year away from anything serious. Could something come together this year unexpectedly? Yeah. It's football St stuff like that happens, but I just, I just don't see it this year. Like you said earlier. Alrighty, let's All get right, into man. our our final uh, little prop future bet of the year, and it's right. uh, we're gonna go quarterback and we're gonna go most passing yards. Let me give you the top uh, ten. Let's say okay. first, Tom Brady's your favorite at plus seven hundred, tied okay. with Justin Herbert at plus seven hundred. And okay. I would like to do. I don't want to even get into that today because I would like to do an entire day just on betting on the AFC West and all the different weird, funny things. Oh, that yeah, come. it's kind of, yeah, it's going to be crazy. That that'll be fun. Number two, or I guess tied for second is three players. Joe Burrow at plus 900, Patrick Mahomes at plus 900, Matthew Stafford at plus 900. How much do you think it's driving fucking chiefs fans crazy that Justin <laughs> Herbert is ahead, is, of is ahead of Mahomes in, in the total passing yards. Oh, I'm sure it's driving them nuts, but I think it makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. There was also a big drop-off after Tyreek Hill. I think that Mahomes was like plus 700 before, and he went to plus 900 after Tyreek Hill left. Yeah, they're going to have to find another legit weapon there, and that's part of this. You have two guys right now. You have um, Schuster and uh, 
you know, Scantling, who are really number two guys, you know, they're not the they're not the bona fide number one that Tyreek was. So all right, check this out. And not tied yeah. for I guess third, but I guess we six and seven on the list. Or uh sorry, uh yeah, six and seven. Yeah. Derek Carr and Josh Allen. Okay. Both plus one hundred. And then let's just round it off with Dak Prescott at plus twelve. Okay. Aaron Rodgers at at uh, plus fourteen, and Russell Wilson at plus eighteen hundred. So, ladies and gentlemen, the top ten. No, that's a top twelve. Yeah. In the top twelve, four of those quarterbacks all come out of the AFC West. But let's focus on Tom Brady plus seven hundred. He's the favorite. Yeah. Five thousand yards last season. Uh, when I was originally thinking about this, I thought, but uh, he's going to definitely have to play this year without Antonio Brown. But then I thought about it. He didn't really have Antonio Brown last year. He lost Chris mm. Godwin near the end of the season. Yeah. Um, now, he lost O.J. Howard, and we don't know if Gronk is coming back. I think he is. I think Gronk is coming back, but at this point, we don't know. Plus 700. He's uh, Tom Brady's turning 75 years old. Um <laughs> Do you yes. think – would you – okay, plus 700. Basically, you bet 100, win 700. Yeah. You putting down that kind of money on Tom Brady? Ah, uh, This is tough, so I'll weigh it this way. Is You lost Antonio Brown. Like you said, he didn't play. I don't really I don't really factor in O.J. Howard. I don't think he was ever right for the Bucks after that ACL injury. Um, I think they will get Gronk back. Um. Yeah, they added Russell Gage. They could still add one of these guys that's sitting around in free agency if they really want want to add like a Julio or something for, you know, whatever he may have left. I think if if there's anybody who could get something out of him, it might be Tom Brady. So, yeah, I I would take that bet. I I, I think I would. So I would not take the bet. Uh, I would rather put my money somewhere else, like a Josh okay. Allen at plus a thousand. Okay. Um, We'll do a deeper dive on Josh Allen on a different day. However, when I look at these kind of odds, like plus 700 for a, what, a 44-year-old, he'll be 45, right? Yep. When the season starts, he'll be 45 years old. 5,000 yards last season, absolutely more than capable of doing it. Hasn't hit 5,000 yards since 2011, just so you know. That was his first 5,000-yard season since 2011. Consistently in the 4,000s, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Ah, I just don't see a repeat. I think he played out of his mind last season. I think he was desperately trying to win his second Super Bowl. I'm yep. convinced, Mike, and I've told you this, I think that he regrets not retiring as a Super Bowl champion. And yep. because of that, he because if he would have won the Super Bowl last year, there would not have been this 40-day comeback, right? He would have went. Would yeah, own he's, the trying, Miami. he's trying to chase it. He's trying to chase it now is what you're Yeah, saying, yeah, you know? he's now chasing it. I think it's a bad move. I don't think Tampa's going to be as dominant. The only th- advantage he really has is the NFC fucking sucks, so they have a chance. Right. Um, I mean, I want to look at the Bucs schedule here for a second if I can. Um, I didn't – I wasn't going to do this, but I want to – Sure. And that, but that's also – just just so you and I have a little bit of back and forth on this, that's one of the things that I am factoring in is the NFC right now is absolute garbage. That's why I think he could, he could still really go to town on them. I, I agree. He's got to play some AFC teams, let's not forget. Yep. So here's Tampa Bay's uh, schedule. So he's got Arizona, Atlanta. And I'm not talking about win-loss. I'm talking about the amount of yards they're going to put up. Yeah. Carolina, Cleveland, Carolina. the Saints, 
Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, the Los Angeles Rams, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Packers. Those are some good secondaries in some of those teams that they got to play. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're playing quite a few good secondaries and quite a few good defenses in general on that schedule, other than like maybe the Falcons. I mean, the Saints still have a pretty good defense. Even and though Brady just in... can't fucking play against the Saints for whatever. But no, no. Sean Payton this year. No Sean right. Payton. That, so, could be, yeah, that, that could be a factor. Yeah, that could be a big factor. Uh, Carolina has a good defense, but he could, I, again, he still put up a million points on them because their their offense can't seem to do anything for, to help them. So that's a big question mark there. And, again, those are a couple games just in their division. So you're gonna take them at plus seven hundred. You, you would you would put you would put take them at plus seven hundred. I I wouldn't, which is fine. We can have a difference of opinion. We don't have to agree yeah. with each other. No, no, no. And I was gonna say if I'm gonna take another bet, and I know it's gonna sound weird, like you're gonna be like, are you on crack? It's gonna be the Raiders, like, like, like Derek, Derek Carr. Der, yeah, Derek Carr, because I think that offense has a chance to again be sublime you know like akin to 2007 patriots they have they have all the weapons like listen you have Devonte adams at that randy moss type of position you have hunter renfro you have darren waller you just you have it at every offensive position i think tomorrow i just want to look at all four of those quarterbacks russell wilson Derek carr patrick mahomes and justin herbert because i don't think justin herbert's going to be number one I mean, plus 700, the same as Tom Brady against a defense. I just I just think that that whole – I get what you're saying. I just think that whole conference is going to cancel each other out. But we'll get that tomorrow. So tomorrow yeah. we're going to discuss the four AFC West quarterbacks, see if any of them could be uh, leading in passers. Uh, guys, make sure you go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Uh, Here's what you get when you do that. You get direct access to me. You can drop me DMs. You get to ask Mike and I questions on every single show. We got two of them tonight from Articular Pack 6. Sometimes we have one. Sometimes we have ten. It all depends how active you are. You get that for every show from Monday to Thursday, sometimes Sunday, depending how we are. And then on most Fridays, we do a hangout. We didn't have one last Friday because I was moving into my new office. We're not having one this Friday because it's Good Friday for me. It's Easter. It's Good Friday for my good Italians. We're going to eat fish. I'm allergic to fish. So I'll eat lobster. We're going to eat fish. We're not going to eat meat. We're going to you know, celebrate Easter with our families. We'll be back next Friday, though, back to normal for the hangout. So here's the, we got two questions, one for Mike and I, and one particularly just for Mike. Uh, let's start with this one. What is your guy's favorite thing to eat? Now, I know my answer off the hop. So if you want me to go first, I don't know if you guys go ahead. About it. Yeah, go ahead. Dude, I, I, every time anybody asks me this question, Articular Pack 6, anytime someone's like, hey, if you're on a desert island, you can only bring one food for the rest of your life. I don't even think about it. It's just right off the top of my head. Spaghetti and meatballs, homemade meatballs, spaghetti and homemade meatballs with tomato sauce. I'll go one up. One, my fucking like things that make me cream in my pants, spaghetti with bolognese sauce and meatballs. So you get the meat sauce with meatballs. Fucking delicious. That's my had favorite that thing in the world to eat. My favorite thing to eat with fresh parmesan cheese. Oh. Had that had that tonight. Fucking delicious. Um for me, it's actually gonna because I can get that stuff all the time. Like, listen, if I have a chance to get good barbecue, especially being from the northeast, like we don't get a lot of that. There's a couple of places up here. Listen, I'm a food, I'm a food addict. Like Ray and I talk about this all the time. I love food. So this is like trying to pick out of a, you know, a haystack for me. But if you give me like a good short rib, 
you know, or some like barbecue, like real smoked, like Texas style barbecue with some like mac and cheese or something. Oh, I love it. I love it all day long. All right. This question goes directly to Michael. My Patriots, Bartik Pack Six again. My Patriots brother, Mikey. Can you go into detail on how Bill has wasted all your hard work with your three-year plan? No. <laughs> Just no. Um, listen, I've got the two-year plan in a notebook over here. Again, I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys. You can. I left it on the page where it died at. This is Bill Belichick. This is why I keep laughing at people who do a ton of mock drafts. Don't ever try to predict what Bill Belichick is ever going to do. You're going to hurt hey, yourself. Fuck you. Have you seen my mock drafts? No, oh, they're fucking fantastic. Oh, dude, that drafting thing is easy. I don't know why people always. I don't know why people say it's so hard. I've I've been scoring A pluses and A's on every single mock draft I do. Are we going to do a mock draft on air before uh, the draft? Do you I don't know. Do we'll that? have to see what happens with the show. Changes right. are coming, Michael. Changes are coming. We're getting canceled. We say bad words. No cancel. We could be getting better. It all depends how this show goes. This show's going to mean a lot, guys. Um, <laughs> you have no idea what this show's going to mean. Uh, yeah, but back to your question. Listen, I just had fun doing it. And, and they could still make some of those moves. But again, never try to predict what Bill Belichick is going to do. Because I never saw the Devontae Parker signing coming in 100 years. So that's my best advice to you. Have fun with it. I had fun with it. I, I I learned a lot about the cap and where the Patriots are going to be the next two and three years, which I think gives this show and Ray and I good insight. So we'll leave it there. Do us a favor, guys, for tomorrow's show, if you are a Patreon member and you're dropping things, ask us some uh, fantasy or betting questions around the NFL. That would help out a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, Mike, that's it. Early that's night true. tonight. It's okay. We did our 50 minutes. Our goal is always... 50 minutes we usually push it to the hour yeah uh but we did 50 53 minutes and 15 seconds i'm happy with that guys don't forget to go check out deanblendell.com you can find my uh, little writings over there you can find what everything else is happening you can find the podcast find the podcast over on spotify apple itunes castro google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast needs uh go hang out uh over on the halftime app the halftime app is like a mixture of reddit and twitter all in one except without the toxicity go check it out uh we're doing a brand new partnership with the halftime app as well uh we'll be making that announcement next week i just have to uh, do some stuff exclusive content michael exclusive content and uh don't forget download the halftime or no the newsbreak app uh, or go to newsbreak.com, look up Ray Route. I do cover the New England Patriots football. New England Patriots football over there. So you can find that. I did two videos today. You saw them on YouTube as well. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, you can go check it out over there. Um, so, yeah, uh, what did we learn tonight? Christian McCaffrey, don't take him if you got a top three pick. Don't draft a Patriots running back, back ever. ever. Um the Jets are going to win four games, but the odds suck. And uh, Mike thinks Tom Brady could win the, uh, the the yards, total yards this year, and he would drop uh, money on that plus 700. I, for one, am going to pass. I don't like those odds for the 95-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, guys, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter um, – just, you know, if you're having a bad day, a good day. We hope we entertained you today. We hope that you learned nothing about gambling. We hope you learned nothing about fantasy. Uh, we hope that you'll join the Patreon page. And so you can join our uh, fantasy league last year. The draft was fucking hilarious. We had a great time. 
going to try to convince Kana to do it again this year. Um, yeah. Appreciate y'all. Never forget. You're all legit, kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.